I'm Steve Guggenheim and this is Travel with Googs. On my first trip to Europe, we rented a car in Paris to drive through France, Germany and Switzerland. It was a Renault only for European use and luxury it wasn't. The seats were like metal lawn chairs and to open the door from the inside there was a metal cutout. You had to put your hand inside to lift the mechanism. The gas tank protruded outside the frame with a gas cap there for everyone to see. And that's where we ran into trouble. We stayed at a hotel overnight in Alsace-Lorraine, right near the German border. I awoke to discover someone had stolen the cap. I stopped at every gas station on the way to Germany, but no luck. I did the same when we crossed the border and was getting tired of it. We then saw the junkiest gas station you can imagine and decided to try our luck. I walked in to discover these two Brunhildes sitting behind the counter. I don't speak German and the only thing I could come up with for cap was chapeau, the French word for hat, language guides don't include the words gas cap, and auto. So I tried to demonstrate this, looking like a fool as I kept saying auto, chapeau. Finally, one of the women looked up and there was a long row of caps. They gathered them all and came outside to the car, opening each sealed package until they found the right one. I was thrilled and shocked. I grew up hating every German because of the Holocaust, my father's family having suffered through that dark period. But here were these two women who couldn't have been nicer. Not only that, all of the Germans we met were nice and friendly, much to my chagrin, since I wanted to hate them all. In fact, they were the nicest people we discovered in Europe. The Swiss were the coldest. This was a time before ATMs and we were running out of cash so my wife and I decided to go to a bank in Zurich to see if we could access our U.S. account. We were only looking for a few hundred dollars, but they treated us as if we had a disease and wanted thousands. We were ushered up a small elevator, had to wait in a conference room for a long time, and finally, after a number of questions, given the money. We then headed to a restaurant where we were again treated very coldly. Not all the people we met in that amazingly beautiful country were like that, but it left us with a very odd feeling. I thought of those stories considering our current situation of having to stay at home. The orders due to coronavirus came while a lot of us were arguing and mad with each other over politics. Red state Trumpers versus Democrats and disaffected Republicans. The venomous arguments spewing forth nearly every second of the day. I am not about to argue all of that anger is going away anytime soon, but have noticed something in my neighborhood and in my drives around the area. People seem downright friendly, much more so than before. A lot of people are now walking through my neighborhood more than ever before, most keeping the six-foot social distancing officials say we need. But what seems different is nearly everyone, and I'm talking about the people I don't know, now say hello. My wife will say, who's that? I have no idea, but people just seem friendlier. I get the same thing on my bike rides. People walking by or sitting on their porches wave and nod and say hi, more so than I previously noticed. You would think, at least I would think, it would be just the opposite, that people would be angry since they're cooped up at home. That, however, does not seem to be the case. It must be that a lot of people have replaced their anger over politics with a new sensibility, maybe realizing we are all Americans after all, and that no one is to blame for the pandemic. We may argue over whether the federal response has been strong enough and action taken soon enough, but for the most part, we are not taking it out on each other. Unfortunately, that is not universally the case and bad people remain bad people, evidenced by the increase in domestic violence in certain areas. 
but my small sampling gives me hope we will be less argumentative when this is over. Some interesting things have emerged because we are home and can't travel. I, for example, had two overseas trips canceled, as well as some domestic vacations that were planned. Pollution is down. Satellite maps show it has diminished in certain parts of the world. And while I mentioned the problem with domestic violence, there are reports crime overall has lessened. And people are being clever. I saw one real estate ad that says, call me when this is over if you've discovered your house is too small when you and your whole family are there 24-7. Or call me to sell your house if you discovered you can't live together. On Facebook, a number of people have said to their friends, post a picture of your vacation without you in it and don't tell anyone where it is so people can let their mind wander and plan their next getaway. It gets you thinking about all the beautiful sights there are in the world, both here in the U.S. and on the planet. I can't wait to get back to traveling and have a number of trips planned. Hopefully they won't be canceled, but who knows. In the meantime, let's be nice to each other. I'm Steve Guggenheim, and this is Travel with Googs.